You're listening to the Hook Rocks podcast with Jay Scott. My name is Joe Mansman uh, from Joe Mansman and the Midnight Revival Band. Be sure to uh, go to the midnightrevivalband.rocks and uh, you know, follow all of our uh, social media channels and check out our new single, Take It Easy. Too. You want people to love you. It's encoded in your It is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Scott. Thanks for tuning in once again. Always appreciate you stopping by and listening to what I got to talk about and uh, whoever I am talking with. So thank you once again. We are part of Pantheon Podcast Network, a great network of music-related podcasts. So check out all my friends, as I mentioned on, at the beginning of every show, like Tom and Zeus on Shout Out Loudcast. Martin Popoff, the rock historian, Mistress Carrie, the legendary DJ out in Boston, Vinny Apice and Carmen Apice on the Hanging and Banging podcast, Kevin, I'm sorry, Chris and Aaron on Decibel Geek, and Mac on the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast, the uh, the Florida Transit uh, podcast that uh, he's doing out in the UK. So check out all my friends and more. Don't forget to follow the Hook Rocks wherever you podcast on Spotify, Amazon, or Apple on every platform we are available. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We've had some remarkable shows lately. We had Mark Tremonti, Joe Satriani, Todd Damick-Kern, Stephen Piercy from Rat, as well as many great new bands like Band Inc., Joe Mansman, and the Midnight Revival Band. We've had Fast Eddie, as well as plenty others. We've had about 150 new music spotlights in the three years that we've been doing the show. So check out all those and more. And we've got another incredible episode with three of my favorite guests that uh, this is the third time they've been on the show. So they're like family now. I'd like to welcome in the great new emerging band, The Warning. What's happening? How are you? We're happy to be here. Thank you. I'm happy to have you guys back. So uh, so glad to, you know, and, and, and appreciative that you guys do this and come on the show. We got lots to talk about. A lot's going on with you guys. But as I said prior to us getting on, and I want everyone to hear this, I talked to several people throughout the months, throughout the days about new emerging bands because that's really what we're all about. Everyone that has seen you guys 
myself included at the bottom lounge here in Chicago, just raves about how awesome you guys are. Oh, thank you yeah. so much. That makes us very glad. Yeah, we had such a great time in our American leg of the Mayday tour, and it was yeah. just insane. Like, we've, insane. we had never played so many shows in such a short amount of time, and it was our first headlining tour in the U.S. ever. Well, our first tour. Yeah, honestly, ever. and we had such a big, warm welcome, so we're, yeah. we're just happy. very happy that everything happened spectacularly. I guess the most important question kind of, Connecting our previous episodes, were you able to find any good Mexican food while you were on tour? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I was really surprised. We went to, to Redding. 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 We went Redding. to Redding, which I didn't think, like, just by seeing it on a map, I wouldn't think, like, oh, yeah, there's going to be good a Mexican big, food, like, yeah. Latinx community in Redding. But it oh was some God. of the best Mexican food I've had yeah. in, like, the in a different in the US. country. Yeah. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was really so good. random. Yeah. That will. Uh, you're talking about Reading, Pennsylvania, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. So that's pretty close to Philadelphia, right? I think if you so. tell me, I'll believe you. Yeah, I, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's so. Anytime you're around like a major city, whether it's L.A., Chicago, New York, wherever, Philadelphia, you are going to get a very eclectic and diverse, you know, uh, restaurants and, and good food, uh, more so than maybe the rural areas of the country. So not surprised that you found something outside of Philadelphia or close to Philadelphia, too, as well. But thankfully, you found something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did. We, were, we were really happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> so Reading, Pennsylvania will be forever on your tour dates moving forward. Yes, yes, we'll be sure to uh, mention it to our booking agents. Like, yeah, like Reading yes. has to be there just for the maximum booth, of course. <laughs> so what was this tour like? I mean, obviously you're gearing up, you're going back out, I think, what, uh, later this week with Hailstorm and The Pretty Reckless, but you did the, you know, the club shows, the club dates here in America. It was delayed. You moved past that. You moved forward. What was that experience life like doing this tour for the first time? So it was really strange heading into this tour after it had been rescheduled three times. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of years in preparation for this moment. And to finally be able to do it, it was just so... Uh, it was like a full circle moment. It was just like, okay, mm -hmm. we're playing again. And also just like the realization that we're a young up-and-coming Mexican band and we are headlining our own shows in the U.S. and some of them were sold out and we would see our fans yeah. just like being so passionate about our music and our project and it just we just you just feel very humbled and grateful for everything that's happening yeah that's what I noticed in Chicago you know the bottom lounge is about 700 capacity I think seven eight hundred capacity and with the new band because I've seen so many new bands I never know what to expect with the crowd you know some mm -hmm. crowds are, are good some crowds you know are, are, are scarce in terms of the people being there um, so I always appreciate the grind these new bands go through but walking into that uh, was I, I was happily surprised of how many people the crowd was diverse people my age people younger than me in their 20s and also a lot of young people too as well teenagers and I'm sure that happened across the tour at every show so I was happy to see that you know, nothing's frustrating for me when I go to a show with a new band and it's predominantly older people mm -hmm. and you know I like to see that younger people because those are the fans that are going to grow with you as you grow with your music and grow with your your sound and continue to evolve so seeing that in Chicago and hearing that from other people throughout the tour 
that's got to be really awesome to feel that, to see that. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was really it was nice. Awesome. Yeah. We hadn't played our own shows in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were pretty, like, we didn't know what to expect. And we had never played in most of these places that we yeah. played in the U.S. So we were kind of nervous about what the reception was going to be like. And yeah. it was just amazing. Was we had a great time. And we also were able to handle it. We've never been on a tour this long. And, you know, living in a bus. Well, we did it. Yeah, it was 46, 42 days. 42, 42 days. days. And it was 27, 27 shows in 42 days. That's a, that's, that's a grind. That's, that is. Yeah. yeah. Well, what was that like? You mentioned doing that for the first time. Obviously, they have the shows at night. You get a punch of energy and adrenaline every night when you do these shows. But there is the day-to-day going from city to city for the first time on, you know, 27 dates in 42 days. That is you know, a, a, a very stringent, very, you know, tough grind to go through, especially for the first time. What did you learn about yourselves during that tour? Um, I learned that there comes a point when you're so tired that you don't even notice anymore and your body just goes like on automatic, yeah, like on autopilot. And it's, it's a really weird thing to not go through it like alone. Like yeah, everybody in the going team, the same thing. Yeah, we were yeah. all tired, but we were like in such a good mood. Yeah. It was really strange because we were expecting, like, we're like in the third week for everybody to be a bit like, um, sensitive. Yeah, <laughs> sensitive <laughs> is the word. But we, I, I am so surprised on how well yeah. like we handled it yeah. and we, how we were all very supportive of each other. Now yeah. we have this superpower called power naps. Like power we know, naps. we Woo! know how, what, how and when to sleep. Yeah. Um, yes, yes. Whenever we can. <laughs> and I feel like more than anything, the thing that was pretty jarring was coming back to yeah. our home, to a stable lifestyle. Yeah, because after being like forty-two days of not being in the same place for more than twenty-four, 24 hours, hours. Yeah, I was to coming back to our home in Mexico and just being here. We were only here for day. two weeks. Yeah. But it felt like such a long time. Yeah. Because you were in the same place for a long time. It, it, it was weird. But I mean. How is that adjusting to the quiet once you have a little break like you're having now? I feel like it's that's that's weird. where the like the post-touring depression hits if you don't like plan it correctly. I, we were all, yeah. it was literally the last day we were in Phoenix and we're like, we when we get back home, we need to do something different every, every day, day. Yes. so we don't fall into like because all we we're did. getting really large like doses of. We actually had plans that yeah. same day we came back. <gasps> yeah, because we we're like, what do you mean? I'm going to head out of an airport and not have an activity to do right away. So, <laughs> like what? So we just really packed our schedule with things we wanted, like yeah, we wanted to do, to do personally. Yeah. Like, yeah. see your friends, see your family, go to a park. Very small stuff, but just keep yourself busy. Don't stay within yeah. the same walls. And even though we are keeping ourselves busy, we do get that time to, like, rest. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it's different. No, just not playing a show at, like, five nights a week, like, helps your body rest for a while, you <laughs> know? <laughs> Well, how do you manage that? I mean, because you are playing a lot of dates, you know, in a short period of time. You may not get the rest that you want, especially, vo- you know, vocally and singing and, you know, for being a drummer, the, you know, the physical demands of being a drummer. So you got to keep going and keep doing that. And how do you how did you kind of react to that happening? And what did you do to kind of push through it? 
it was it's weird thinking about it because there were a couple of dates where people like people wouldn't notice it but we would look at each other and i would just look at ale and i'm like i'm about to pass yeah, out yeah i looked like, at my and I was like there's nothing wrong working anymore and i can feel like the strain and i was like you can do it you can do it go go well, that's that's where like the other sisters like, you know pull through. Pull through. yeah okay. i feel like it's a teamwork thing yeah because yeah. we know when the other is like not feeling like not at 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah and so we're like we support each other we're like you can do it you can do it because when you're playing a show we step up and when you're yeah. playing a show and you don't feel that well and if you keep thinking about that you end up feeling worse, worse. So we're always like pumping each other up, and we're like, "No, like it's okay. You can do it. You can do it. Like, Have fun. And honestly, and it's so. just giving yourself the space after the shows. And it's not only the shows, but you have sound check, you have meet and greets. You're meeting yeah. a lot of people, and that that consumes a lot of energy. So it's just after the shows, after the adrenaline dies mm-hmm. down, just giving yourself the moment and the space to breathe mm-hmm. and to like process what you've been through because like sometimes it's just funny like you're so tired you just start like crying but it's not because anything particularly happened you're just really tired (laughs) just overwhelmed and your body's just letting it out one way or another but i feel like we were all conscious that it was happening and And that is a normal thing yeah like like it's not getting it's just not like you have to be concentrated on not getting scared by it like it's gonna happen and it's okay and it's natural it's all good well, when you think of that adrenaline that you get when you do play, you know, sometimes that's enough to kind of, you know, you may not, up until you walk on stage or walk backstage, you may not feel good. You may not, you know, be 100%. But when you hear that crowd and you get, you know, that first chord, it's, it's, it's go time. And that adrenaline carries you through for that hour, hour and 20 minutes that you play. And then you get off and then you go back to not feeling 100%, right? Exactly. Yeah. It happens. It happens. And you end up having a good time. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. You do feel tired. But you always have to find, like, the, the good things mm-hmm. in those moments that you don't feel as well. And sometimes you're a really energetic fan in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of stare at them and you're like, let me steal your energy for a bit. And, pull, like, we're going to pull through. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have to tell you, the the night I saw you in Chicago, there was a huge rainstorm driving into the city. And Chicago, you have to pay for parking, like, everywhere. Like, it's just, and it's expensive to park in the city. I found a free parking spot the night of your show, which, like, never happens. I mean, I've lived around this city for my whole life. And I'm like... Is, I had to like walk up and down the street just to make sure it was free because I'm like this doesn't happen ever. <laughs> I'm like I'm not, I hope I don't get my car towed. And sure enough, my car was still there. There was no ticket on my car. So free parking, seeing the warning, it was great. It was a great night. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So the new album's out. The new album era was just released here uh, last week. Uh, well, now actually a couple weeks ago because we're actually recording this on on a Monday. So it was released a couple weeks ago. It uh, features six, seven new songs. There's one bonus track. And then the six from the previous uh, EP that you released last year. Oh, now, as we talked before, this was all recorded under during one session. And you, know, you, you did have plans of breaking this up into two EPs. What was the decision to put it all together, just come out with a full length? Oh! So the original plan... Well, I mean, the original, original plan was to release it as an album. Pandemic hit, things happened, you know. But uh, it was always a plan to complete the album. album. Like, to release the second part of the album 
with the first part and make it a complete album. Because sound-wise and theme-wise, it's coherent. Like, it makes sense. Cohesive. We Cohesive, sorry. Yeah. We planned it all around that it was going to be a one-unit thing. Yeah. It's absolutely tremendous. I mean, you know, the new songs that are on there, obviously the first single, Money, was is, is great. Um, a great way to kind of reintroduce the band with new music coming. Uh, the, the next, the title track, is an absolute phenomenal song too as well. So we, we talked about this session. We talked about the hard work that you guys put through on this album. Now that you're seeing, you know, you're, you're, you're seeing the result of people connecting with it, people seeing it, people listening to it, gearing up for a tour with Hailstorm in the Pretty Reckless. What are your thoughts? What are, is your reaction to this whirlwind that's kind of happened since last year? Like what? wow, like hearing it like bad. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't think we fully process. Yeah, no. It. We're like too focused on packing we, right now. Um, <laughs> we came back from Canada the day the album was released. Oh, that's yeah, like no. we literally arrived to our home in Monterrey and we sat down and we did a live. Like, oh my god, it's our it's coming out. <laughs> it's yeah, up. we've been so busy ever since. But we've been talking a lot, like with our fans and seeing their reactions, and it feels very. Uh, fulfilling and a bit mm-hmm. strange that the album is finally out. Yeah. And like, that, like we don't have to keep it a secret anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like people know what we're talking about. Like they yeah. have the songs. They have questions and theories and it's, assumptions. It's just amazing. It's really cool. Yeah. 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 Well, it's for you guys, it's got to be satisfying because you released the EP and that was kind of a taste. That was kind of, you know, your introduction here, especially, you know, since your last album recorded pre COVID, a lot has changed. So you come out with this EP, but you still have music that you're excited about. You still have songs that you want people to hear. And now you're finally doing it. Now you're finally releasing it. So it, it is a culmination of a long period of time from starting writing the album to recording, to putting out the EP, to touring, to now this, and now gearing up for another tour. And the rest of the year seems pretty jam-packed. What's, <laughs> what's it like, though, to finally have that complete package out for your fans to hear, out for you guys to to finally see that result. Yeah, you know, it's a very amazing feeling and also get to playing it live. Yes, we've been really rehearsing we've been rehearsing these songs even though they're not out yet. For like two years. Two years. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of see a reaction live. Yes. It's pretty it's exciting so more than anything. Exciting. And mm-hmm. it's it's just pretty um um what's the word? It's fulfilling and some sort of satisfying as you said and not only for us but like for our whole team yes. has been years of a lot of hard work and uh, a bit of a like uncertainty like we we didn't know what was going on and how things were going to be received mm-hmm. so seeing just how things are going right now and how they're looking towards the future it's just very 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 exciting What's it like or how do you stay connected to music that you're waiting to be released when you said, you know, you talked about it being recorded two years ago and having to sit on it and and not fully enjoy the reaction of your fans or not see the reaction of your fans. You have to stay connected with that music. Did not releasing all of it help that to kind of anticipate that connection or, you know, did you have to revisit that music that you recorded a couple years ago? I actually think it kind of helped. I think it did, it did help. help. We it also did give it like a space to each 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. It gave each song its moment. Yeah. And also, we did, re- like, sometimes when we were traveling, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would have, like, the files on my phone. And we would listen and to And I was them. on the plane. Yeah. And I would just listen to it. I kind of, rem- like, remind myself that the songs were cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, we have an exciting yeah, part still coming out. I yeah. mean, we still practice the songs yeah. that were yeah. released. Yeah, so we were always really connected with the songs. And, and it's also cool to have, like, the songs for ourselves for a little while. True. It's just yeah. like, oh. And also, like, come to, like, not terms with it or peace with it, but, like, as a musician with your own music, you're always trying to find something to, like, more to do with it. So having such a long time to, to, sit, with like, it. to sit with it and say, like, I'm never, like, nothing is going to change from this recording. Mm-hmm. Like, learn to love it right now because that's you just have a lot of time for the songs to grow along with you. Yeah. yeah. And now you're able to play a lot of those songs live, too, as well, because now it's been fully released. I think when I saw you in Chicago, I think you were doing Money um, yeah. as part of the set. But I don't know if there are any other songs included in that set, uh, that's, that's part of the new album that was just released. But now you're able to finally play it, which is great. <laughs> it's kind We're of really scary, excited. Though. Yeah. Like, we've had these songs for such a long while. We've been practicing them for such a long but while. But it's really different practicing them than actually playing, playing them, them live. live. Like, yeah. it's really different. And, I mean, we had 27 shows to get used to the Mayday EP. Yeah. And, like, to really get it down. Yeah. So now we have these... Five new songs, six, seven. I don't. I, yeah. I get confused. In front of like, I don't know how many thousand people. Oh, and we're opening yeah. for like, <laughs> bands that we admire. Now we have to like play these songs that we've never played before, and they have to be as good performance-wise as the other ones. So it's a bit nerve-wracking, but it's very exciting. So it's yeah. okay. Well, it pushes you too, right? I mean, opening oh. up for for bands at the caliber of Hailstorm and the Pretty Reckless pushes you to be a better band pushes you to kind of be focused and kind of really kind of nail it every night because you know, they're going to nail it every night. Yeah. Yeah, These are the experiences where you learn the most and we've never had like a complete tour in which we're supporting, like we're supporting band. So So we're just so excited for this new new. experience and this new chapter in the band's career. Yeah. When you think of the music, I love Amour. I love 23. Those are fantastic songs. You know, hearing all those songs in chronological order, you know, how did you decide to put that music together with the EP already being released and with the new songs? Well, you know, when we recorded it all together, we already had an order in Mm -hmm. mind. Uh, But since we had to release the EP first, in picking those songs, we literally went with, uh, what's gonna be bring the most energy live? Yeah. So, because um, we yeah. were we were conscious that we were gonna like at that time we knew that we were gonna be opening for like the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. in Mexico City. We knew that we were gonna start doing our own shows. So we're like, we can't go like with this new material and have like Revenant or acoustic song and Twenty Three, which is more of a like laid back song. So we knew that we needed to like take Just, our like first create an explosion with Woo! a lot of energy. So, but we were also kind of worried that the second half of what we be were releasing, yeah, of what we were releasing was a bit more toned down, and that people were going to be disappointed or like blindsided by it. But the reaction so Great. far has been pretty yes. well. So, and if you listen to it now mixed together, it, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense. sense. A dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge Rush fan, and Rush is a three piece band. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they are like the measure of all three-piece bands because when you hear them play, it sounds like there's six, seven people up there, right? Yeah. I mean, it really does. I mean, it's like when I saw them live in concert, I'd be like, I can't believe three people are making this music. And then I see a band like the Winery Dogs, which I don't know if you're familiar with. It's got Mike Portnoy on drums from Dream Theater, Richie Kotzen on vocals and guitar, and Billy Sheehan on bass. They're a three-piece. Same reaction. I can't believe three people are making this much music or sound like there's so many people on stage. Had the same reaction with the warning when I saw you guys. Like, there's three people, like... There's there's three people like how are they making it sound like this? Because there was no gaps, there was no you know space in between the music. It sounded full, it sounded great, it sounded amazing, and and for everyone listening, it's all live. It's not tracked. It's all live. So when you hear them, you're getting the authentic live experience, which is incredibly appreciated in this day and age. Oh, thank, thank you, you so you. much. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, we were. Compared with really good bands. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's the truth, though. It really is. It's something that we've worked for, like, a really long while, like, Mm -hmm. being powerful live. And so with these new songs, we're very excited to see how they end up sounding with the rest of the material. Yeah. Absolutely. When you think of your fans, one of the most impressive things about you guys is the dedication and the connection you have with your fan base and the loyal fan base that you guys have. And it just seems to keep growing. Um, and not just in America, it certainly is, but overseas, Europe, South America, obviously, you know, your home base in, in Mexico. Seeing this transpire with that aspect of the band compared to a lot of other new emerging bands, which are, which are good, those bands are great. But having that fan base that I see you guys have is tremendous. How do you, how do you, I don't want to say deal with the fans because that's kind of a negative thing, but how do you react to having this kind of connection and having this, this, this fan base that is so entrenched with you guys? Yeah. It's something that is absolutely beautiful and we love how naturally that came about. Uh, we have our own Patreon page, and that's where I think kind of like the community started growing. There's a lot of people who consider themselves best friends and have never met each other. And one is in, like, Australia, and the other one is in England. Like, I don't know. Um, but the community is such a beautiful thing, and we love that we can do that with our music. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most important uh, things for us, that music is a language that can connect so many people uh, going through so many different things and that's uh, unifying and for us as a band that's like incredibly I feel like that's, that's what everyone like strives for like just connecting people with their music and their work mm-hmm. so to be able to do that it's just it's just really humbling in some sort of I don't know if that's yeah. the correct word but and also it's also about taking the time to realize what your work and your music has done for other people mm-hmm. and also like the responsibility that you have and like how you're connecting people with what you're doing yeah. and also like taking the moment to be really grateful for people's support because yeah. you, you could be making music and just launching it into a void and nobody knowing about it but we've been very 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 fortunate like fortunate enough for people to like it and to uh, support us and visit us in, this, in these places like when we went to the u.s 
I feel like that was a very big moment for us where you're like, oh my God, like we're not even from here. This yeah. is not our first language. This is not, this is, this is a place. We're visiting so many new places. And there's people and from seven different countries, countries in, the, in, the, in the same place that they travel just to see us, a little band from Mexico. Like it's just, oh my God. it's like, wow. Like you, yeah. you take those moments and just kind of like take it all in and say, wow, yeah. this is my life. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's the amazing thing, because like I said, you know, I interview a lot of new emerging rock bands um, and I see, you know, the fan interaction. There is no other band other than The Warning that has that connection, not just here in, in North America, but internationally, Europe, South America. It's amazing. Like I, it's jaw dropping when I see it. Because I think a lot of new bands are aspiring to do that, but you guys have really built that and, uh, and keep building it too as well, which is just remarkable to see that. Oh, thank, thank you so, you much. so yes, much. Yes, we love each and every one of our fans and we thank them so much for all the support and all the presence also in social media yes. cheering us on. Yeah, I saw some of the stuff that you guys had on the bus that fans have sent you, like yeah. the artwork and stuff like that. That's got to be a really great feeling. It yes, is. it is. What about, here's the, uh, the next great question. Obviously, you've just released the, the, the new album. You're on, these, on this tour. What about new music? Are you writing? Are you still creating during this time? Or are you kind of just, you know, kind of living in the moment with the tour and kind of handling that? Um, no, we are writing new music. Like, yeah. we're always writing. Like, even when we were recording yeah. Error. We were still writing. I think we music. have too many. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's your problem. But again, I don't think your fans are going to consider that a problem, though. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I just and I feel like we've been living through so many new things. But yeah. like these past years, that there's just so much inspiration and so so many places and like in your mind where you can start creating. Mm-hmm. And we haven't had the actual like time. For the three of us to sit so down, down and work like on really yeah. and plan out the yeah. new album, but yeah. there's like still but there's, there's so, so much material to work with. Yeah. yeah. How does touring change your perspective when you are creating? Because this is a new experience. This is something that you've never done before. Obviously, you've played shows before, but to go on this tour now to be you know going out with Hailstorm and the Pretty Reckless and Three Days Grace later this year. You're going to be experiencing a lot of different things. How does that change your perspective when you're creating? I mean, just experiencing new things every day, just just as humans, it, it changes you in one way or another. And I feel, well, writing is such a human thing that it's really connected to what you're experiencing. Yeah. So by living and discovering all these new things, um, missing certain things, not missing other certain things. You have so many new things to explore emotionally yeah. in your writing. And I think it is a little bit different in the sense that when you're touring, you're experiencing so many things at the same time that your body literally is on a different, you know, spiritual and chemical level. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it, but like it's so many emotions at the same time that you're like, on another mindset. I don't know if that makes sense. So, like, the second that you do start writing, it's, I don't know, it feels coming very Coming from another place. Yeah, it's coming from a different place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like sensory overload, 
right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Now you're writing with sensory overload. That's the it's sensory out. overload, but in a way that you've gotten used to it for a month. Yeah. But yeah. So now you're comfortable with the emotional overload. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. But you're yeah. a different person. So right? when you come back and you start processing all of those emotions and those you're experiences, like, you're like, damn, like we went through all of that. Okay. And you can like start digesting it yeah. by writing. Yeah. Does that excite you now when you're creating? Because the last conversation or one of the last conversations we had was, you know, that of evolution of you guys with writing, right? Because you guys talked about it. you were looking forward to these experiences they were going to have because that's going to help your creative process. So when you think about all the things that you've gone through and now you're creating and you have a different perspective or you've, you know, lived um, through this tour, is that an exciting thing to kind of, present to each other, present to yourself, present to your fans. Yes, it is very exciting. And when we came back from the tour, I missed writing so much, like sitting down and like writing a demo. I had missed it so much. And when I got back, I I, like you start writing things and they don't sound the same as the other things that you've been writing because you've been out of your house. You've been living these things. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. You, you come back a different person. So it's very exciting to, come back and see how much you've changed and how that is like, um, like a portrayed or no, how it's like translating, in translating into the music. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. You know, when you think of that self evolution, when you're going through it and then you go to do something that you've done before and now you're in a different headspace, you're in a different place in general it's amazing. And, and I'm sure you'll have those moments where you're like, wow, like I couldn't been able to write this song a year ago or two years ago. And that's, a, that's the amazing thing about creating is because you really do become a product of what you've been doing. Your creativity becomes a product of the life you've been living short term and the experiences that you've been having. So that's exciting to hear that as a fan of your music too, as well. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Yeah. So the tour begins with the pretty reckless and hailstorm. Uh, this is exciting. This has got to be exciting for you guys and your fans. How did this come to be? How did this? Uh, how did you guys link up with these two great bands? Okay, so you know we we met uh, Lizzie through Zoom in an event in 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a pandemic event. Ooh. So we got to. Well, she got to know of us because, of course, we knew we her. Knew about her. Um, <laughs> Um, and she's like, you girls are amazing. We should definitely tour sometime. And we're just like, oh my God. For sure. And it then, happened. and I think it was November of 2020, we had a writing session through Zoom we as did. well. With yes. Lizzie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, after that, like, we just kept in contact. Yeah. And then they were planning their tour. Because tours were actually, like, not, not happening. Yeah, they were not happening at the moment. moment. But then um, they started planning their tour. And, um, They invited us. They invited us and our agents were obviously, like, on it and it was it was just like kind of like a, the stars line kind of moment yes. and then uh we found out the pretty reckless was part of this tour as well wow. and lilith star who is also uh supporting the tour and it's a female fronted tour and we're Which is incredible so yeah it's so exciting to be a part of it a part of we're, it yeah we've been rehearsing like crazy yes yeah. so <laughs> hopefully everything goes fantastic mm-hmm. i'm just very excited to be Learning from all these incredible musicians, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing, though, to see that because 
what happens a lot in the industry is sometimes bands don't get to pick who their opener is, right? Because promoters get involved and ticket sales need to be at a certain level. So instead of these legacy bands or these popular rock bands taking out a new emerging band, it's difficult and it's challenging for that to happen. And to see Lizzie really kind of put the word out that she wants to do something with you guys in, in the tour and have her make that happen. That's, that says a lot, you know, for her to keep pushing for that to happen is, is incredible. Yeah. yeah it's it's amazing. It we so can't wait to meet her. We're very excited to meet her. So we're very excited. about And plus both acts have released incredible music over the last year or so. Uh, Liz, you know, Hailstorm has released some incredible music. Uh, the pretty reckless with their album last year, uh, Death by Rock and Roll was absolutely fantastic. And then, of course, now you guys, it's going to be a great bill. And the fact that it's female fronted, like you just said, um, which shows the evolution of the industry, shows the evolution of music and shows the evolution of acceptance by fans. Because I don't know 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, that that would have been able to happen or in the capacity that it is happening with the yeah. venues that are playing. Exactly. exactly. No, we're, we're just very excited to be yeah to be a part of it. And we're very grateful for this whole opportunity. Yeah. So you guys have this tour coming, which is great. You can check out the tour dates on your website. Yeah. I think you guys start up July 8th. I think you guys start in Detroit and then Milwaukee, which hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be able to see each other at, in the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee show. Cause I'll be heading up there with my son who actually saw you guys also as well at the bottom lounge and was blown away. He's 17. So he was oh. like, this is fantastic. Um, so we're both excited to see you. Then you guys go out with Three Days Grace at the end of the year. Is there plans at the end of this year into 2023 to continue to tour, to kind of work on an album? Has that been decided yet? I feel like it's going to be touring touring as well. I don't know. Honestly, it's actually insane to me, but it's not that far away. So I feel it's going to be touring. Yes. My dog is excited that I'm talking to you guys. So if you heard him in the background... (laughs) So, um, well, that's great news because I'm sure you'll be hitting the same, you know, same markets, maybe some different markets too, as well. Um, is there, is there a goal? Is there a plan coming up in the next year to do new music or is that not even being considered yet? Actually, well, I depends on how the album does yeah, and I how know. much we're touring, but I feel like that, that's also a talk. With like her label. And label, yeah. yeah and what like, they. But I haven't like thought about yeah. it. Like, haven't I thought really that far ahead. Yeah. Hopefully, we still get to do like more promotion with the album yes. this next and year. Hopefully, this next year we get to visit Europe. We've been wanting to go to Europe. I feel like Europe and South time. America would be amazing for next yes. year. Yeah. So let's see what, what it brings. Yeah, we're very yep. much looking forward to it. What's your favorite moment been while, while touring? Oh my God. My favorite moment. Ooh. Well, fun fact, my favorite, like, moment of the whole Made in U.S. tour was when we were in Chicago, because we had a really nice rest day, (laughs) and uh, we had, we weren't used to doing, like, touristy things when we were traveling and working. We never really mixed those situations, because we took the moment to rest, and that was it, but we were... Like yeah, actually, actually going, going out. out of our hotel and visiting places. And we being, saw the bean. We saw, yeah, we saw that. We went to a museum as well. Which and museum? We, oh, it was uh, the, 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 the Wonder. One. Uh, I don't know. It was, did, it have, did it have lions in front of it? 
No, I was like a very, I think it was called Wonder. Okay. I don't know, but it was really cool. And uh, like we were just walking down the street eating chicharrones. Like it was just a really nice moment where I felt really grounded and like connected to like, oh my God, my name is Paulina. I am touring in the U.S. And, and I was yeah, I feel like, awesome. no, yeah, like also my moment. favorite moment, like this is like very general, but like actually getting to visit or try to, to like, know the know places, the places we're visiting. that we were visiting because yeah. we usually don't do that. Yeah. And we made it a goal in each city to at least try and go and like walk, take oh, yeah. a walk in we, the city. We would sit yeah. down before we arrived to each city and like, what is a food, a place, place something, something that we, we need do. to do uh-huh. in all these places. Yes. So that you know? we can identify where we are because most yeah. of the times we're just like, where even am I? And that's how that's how we divided our experience. It's like, oh yeah, this is the place where we tried this and we went there. And I yep. just feel like that made the tour really special. And for me, I guess, well, apart from all of that, we got to play our version of Enter Salmon along with Alessia Cara, <gasps> which was the in original. LA. In that LA! Was so... That was Awesome. That was really cool. That was really cool. It was, yeah, no, that's insane. Yeah, that's definitely the highlight. Yeah. (laughs) For a future reference, when you're in Chicago, have someone on your team message me. I will tell you restaurants to go to. I mean, I have have done that for other bands too, as well. Where where can you get good Italian food? Where can you get this? Where can you get that? I'm like, Hey, go here, go over there, whatever you guys do, you know? Um, but yeah, Chicago is a great city, a great town. Um, you guys were in a great part of the city too. When you play the bottom lounge as well. Of course, really nice. Yes, I was surprised that the windy city city is very windy. It was so windy. It was so it windy. windy. I was it just was like, so what? Windy. It's true. It was- it's not called the windy city because of the wind, though. Oh, really? Oh, okay, so it's called the windy city because back in the day, like the twenties and thirties, a corrupt politician was called Windy. No. So Chicago, with known with its corruption, was called the windy city because of all the corrupt politicians. Well, it's a very nice coincidence. Cause it is. Like, it is. So, like, if you don't live there, like <laughs> us from Mexico, we did not know that. Like, oh, it is windy. <laughs> That's why it's called the Windy City. So, yeah. It's also called the Second City. And the reason why it's called the Second City is because a little bit of Chicago history for you guys. Um, the great Chicago fire that happened, which burned down the city, was the, the, the new city, as it is now, was built on top of the old city. So that's why they call it the second city. Wow. That is very interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. 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 If you guys ever have an off day um, in Chicago again, I recommend the Haunted Chicago Tour, which is awesome. Wow. <laughs> or, or the Architectural Tour. And that kind of explains the history and all that kind of stuff. Okay. okay. Noted. Noted. Good. Yes. Yes. No, so, I, you know, I mean, I've had other bands like, oh, you know, message me, like, where can we eat? Where should we eat? We got an off day. We're going here or whatever. So I'm more than happy to to send you guys off to wherever you want to go but, and give you some recommendations. That's okay. As, as we end here, um, with the new music coming out, the tremendous new album, Air, which is available everywhere, um, can you get physical copies at the show yet or is it all streaming? Not uh, yet. Right now, it's all streaming, yeah. but because the production is so backed up from the pandemic, still. Yeah, like, yeah. we're waiting for seven to try and get those physical copies out yes. as soon as possible. Yes. yes. But as we end um, with the new music coming out and with the tour happening and all these great things, these first time great things happening 
for you guys. What are you looking forward to in the coming months in the near future for the band? Oh, what am I looking forward Definitely to? Definitely all the I'm learning. Look, I'm very much looking forward to playing in festivals in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've played one so far, and it was it was Rockville. Welcome to Rockville. Welcome yeah, to and that was our first show coming back from like the pandemic. So it was a bit rocky. So yeah. I'm very excited to see yeah. what like what the vibe is. Yeah, yeah it's everywhere. It's got to be, you know, all these first times experiences. I remember when you guys played Rockville, seeing your fans uh, streaming the festival and, you know, them waiting two, three days prior to you guys going out. It was just absolutely <laughs> remarkable. I, I was just stunned by that. I'm like, they don't go on. I think you guys went on Sunday. Yes, yes. I think we did. Mm-hmm. There were your fans in the, in the chat room on Friday. Oh. <laughs> the waiting for you guys, like several of them <laughs> waiting for you guys. It was it was awesome. It was incredible. Oh uh, yeah, no, we can't can't wait for that um, again and to learn from all the incredible bands that we're going to be touring with. We're just excited to play everywhere. Well, Al, Paul, and Danny, it's been a great time having you guys back on and talking with you and talking further with you guys about your success and what's been happening. Thank you very much for doing this. I, I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yes, yes. We send you a hug from Mexico. Whoop, 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 whoop. Awesome. Awesome. Look forward to seeing you guys soon. That is The Warning. Check out The Warning Band on tour starting this Friday, I believe, with Hailstorm and Pretty Reckless. Later this year with Three Days Grace. I'm Jay Scott. This is The Hook Rocks. Thank you very much for tuning in once again. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk soon. Thanks. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. 
and why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 